for just about everything for the outdoors. Go to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Fall Podcast. Today, we are kicking off the new series, One Giant Mistake. To my left, I've got my good buddy, David Riley. He is actually going to co-host this series with me. And, uh, you know, him and I were talking a little bit. Just I went to him and was like, I want to... I want to do a series that's kind of, for lack of a better word, deer porn for the off season because, like, even you know, we're here and you know, as this is going live, it's January, but we're recording this in latter part of December. You know, we're getting to those dog days where it's like you don't want to hear about tactics, sure, you don't want to hear about all that other stuff, and it's like scouting. You know, you could scout now, but it's like you know that really doesn't start ramping up until you know snow is like basically kind of gone or getting there and. For me anyway and so i wanted you know 
some episodes to carry us through those dog days, the off season. And I didn't want it to be tactic, 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 like let's get in some deer porn. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And you know, sometimes with the tactics as as much as we love to hear about them, they can kind of get rinse and repeat a little bit, especially mm-hmm. in the off season, right? Like, okay, I'm going scout and I'm going shed hunt, whatever. Yep. But not only are we, you know, when you say deer porn, you know, we're kind of talking about what I like to call kind of once in a lifetime caliber deer. 100%. But not only are we going to talk about the biggest of big deer, we're going to talk about what no one likes to actually talk about Yeah, is when things don't go right. Mm-hmm. Big, giant mistakes. Yep. So this, actually, your daughter yep, named, named this series, One Giant Mistake, giant in parentheses, whatever you want to call it, big letters. But uh, basically, the the premise of this whole series was I went I went on social media and was like, hey, Need your help. Guys, mm-hmm. I want to hear stories that, uh, you know, missing a 200-inch deer. That's what I said. But really, well, I should have prefaced of like, you know, 180s to 200. Like, deer that are anomalies. Yeah. You know, I feel like getting into this day and age, like, I feel like people think 160s are just like another deer. Mm-hmm. It's not. No. You know, a 170s, 80s, 90s, 200-type deer, that deer is like a like a very small fraction of people even see a deer like that in their lifetime. Yeah. We're, we're, I mean, it's hard to put an actual number on it. And a lot of this becomes just a product of your environment where you live. And this is, you know, where you're located in this country, but, uh, we're talking, you know, maybe less than the one percenters. Like that's oh, yeah. the kind of bucks that we're going to tell stories about here. Yeah. And, you know, thank you to everybody that reached out to me. Um, we have seven solid episodes, I think, mm-hmm. that that are going to be bangers. But, you know, the criteria, I could probably went more into the criteria. I wanted there to be, like, some history with the deer. Yeah. A lot of guys reached out to me and had unbelievable stories, but stories of deer that, like, just showed up out of nowhere and they missed them or hit them, couldn't find them, which is, they were great stories. Thank yeah. you for reaching out. But I wanted some, like, history with the deer, you know, and it could be one year history, but that could be like you missed him once or missed him twice and then had an opportunity to add him. Like, you know, I didn't want the deer that just randomly shows up and it's like, oh, where'd you, you know, not that that story is not great, but like the first two stories we're going to talk about, like today's podcast is the best story that anybody will ever hear. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go on a limb there and say, it's the best one you'll ever hear in the deer woods. And if, if not, if it, if you think you have a story better, please hit me up because I want to talk to you. Yeah, we we will gladly add another person 100%. to this uh, one giant mistake series because just from the cliff notes, um, little teaser for everyone. Series episode one when we talk about having a little history, episode one is like an eight year history. <laughs> so in, in it, we're talking about deer that. Gross scored over Booner more years than he was not over Booner. Yeah. We're not talking about, you know, the stories like you or I may have where it's, yeah, I knew of him last year. He was three and I killed him at four. Mm-hmm. We're talking eight years. And th- that just means, and I, the story doesn't start when they're one and a half years old nope. either. No. So <laughs> this first story starts when he was two or three years old and then we got eight years of history yeah. this year. It's wild. And I'm just going to say, we just know Cliff Notes versions of this because the guy that we're going to get on here is Justin Uran. Um, awesome dude. Chasing a deer he named Ghost. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we don't know a ton about the story right now, but I will say this right now that I would have called bullshit on this 
how this thing ended if he didn't have pictures of yeah. it happening. So that's all I'm going to leave you with there. So before we get into it, I do have some partner reads. I want to talk about Helix Broadheads real quick. If you guys are interested in trying maybe some fixed blades or you know some new broadheads this year, go to helixbroadheads.com. Use the code FALLHX10 to save some money. Pick up your Helix Broadheads. Next is Latitude Outdoors. Awesome mobile gear, ergonomic, light, dependable. It's just there. It works. I wear mine into the tree, like walking. It's like another pair of shorts. Yeah. Honestly, it really is. Um, I've got a code, the fall podcast, all one word. Use that code, get 25% off at Latitude Outdoors. David actually switched to a Latitude tree saddle this year for the first time ever. You're one year into a, a, a saddle, you're using the method too. What do you think about it? Well, I, uh, I'm i just going to put it like this. I had a, one of my best friends, um, he'll know who he is. He texted me this the other day. He says, okay, after basically a, a full archery season, he says, do you ever think about going back? And, you know, in hunting, the words always and never, I, I don't think should exist. But I said, there's 99% chance I will never carry a tree stand on my back again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way, man. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, I did kill a buck this year out of a lock-on, but it was a lock-on that has been there for years sure i i hung that tree in 2017 and it was just a matter of, i still had my saddle on because mm-hmm. i use it as a as a safety harness yeah <laughs> like yeah. i still wore it as like a safety harness but um i, I agree yeah like i don't know if i'm gonna not to say i'll never sit in another lock on because in the in the little areas you know the tight one acres two acres like it's nice to have presets like in this scenario, I knew a deer was bedded in there. I had to slip in, and there's already a tree hung there, so it's like, why not? Yeah, just yeah. climb in there. Yeah, a pre a pre hung may be a, a different story, but when when you're just running and gunning mm. all the time, and not to yes. get too long winded, I I've never self filmed a day in my life, but I I started doing a sel- little self filming this year, and I'm doing it all from a saddle, and just what little bit I've done from it. I can just picture how much easier it actually is for me 100%. personally to self-film kind of with that camera out in front of me just from a saddle. I agree. Self-filming, if you're into filming, I dare you to try saddle hunting because it will be a lot easier to film out of it. So it will have come with its uh, you know, trials and tribulations filming. It's not, but I will say soup to nuts, it is just easier to film out of it. So next is Exodus Trail Cams, uh, exodusoutdoorgear.com. Go check those out. I've been running the renders, 4G LTE um, cameras. Their customer service is second to none. Jake and, and Chad and even Cameron and all the other guys that I'm missing over there too. They're great dudes. Awesome cameras. Check those out. Vector Arrows is another one. If you guys are looking for new arrows, might be doing indoor leagues or, you know, just gearing up for turkey season or something like that coming here in a couple months. VectorCustomShop.com. Use the code FALL10 to save some money there. And lastly, Garmin Bow Sites. Go check those sites out as well. And that's it. That's 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 keeping the lights on for you. Yeah, so, I'm looking forward to getting into it. <laughs> yeah. So this first episode was, was with Justin Uran. Um, he runs his own taxidermy studio, does a good job in the taxidermy side of things. So good dude, PA dude, but this happens in, uh, Ohio. So, uh, hope you guys like this story. If you do reach out, you know, leave a comment on, um, Apple podcast and leave a five-star rating. It's always greatly appreciated. So let's get to this interview with Justin. Let's do it. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the fall podcast. And we are kicking 
this new series off one giant mistake with uh, a story that, I mean, we haven't even fully heard it all yet. It's just Cliff Notes versions. But from what I've heard on these Cliff Notes versions, this could be the best story I've ever heard. Yeah, I, I agree with what little Cliff Notes we have. We instantly said this has to be episode one. Yeah, has it to. has to be. has to be. So, Justin, you're, in, you're on the other line with us. I said your last name right, correct? It actually, you're one of the only guys that actually did. That's hey, look at that. We're batting a thousand. I'll take it. <laughs> so, dude, thank you very much for coming on here. And, and um, you know, I put this out on Instagram and stuff like that, a video of like, hey, I need to know these stories because they're like you right now. I want to get into how, like, I told you the first time you and I talked, like, how does nobody ever know this story? Like, how have you not told this story to anybody? And I'm like, this is we're talking like eight years of history with a absolute giant deer, and I mean, oh god, I I get chills right now thinking <laughs> yeah. about it. But you know, the connection is Cameron Durr. You're friends with Cameron Durr. You're their taxidermist. You're taxidermist yep. by trade, and you know, and I'm friends with Cameron. And he's like, he tagged you in the post, and I'm like, okay, what do we got here? If mm-hmm. Cameron's if Cameron's ringing the bell, I need to talk to this guy. Yeah, so. yeah. It's it's actually funny because you called me and you're like, dude. Just don't even say anything. Just listen for a second. It's hard for me not to talk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, just listen to just the cliff notes of this guy. And we both were like, yup, get him on episode one. No questions. It, but don't tell me anymore because yep. I want to hear it all right. You yeah. Know? And we're literally everybody listening. We, this is the first rip we're getting from Justin here. So enough of that. Justin, who are you? Where do you come from? And dude, like, I mean, where does the story start, I guess? But, like, first, just tell us who you are. All right. I'm Justin Uran. I'm from uh, Western Pennsylvania. I uh, I uh, sell beer for a living. That's my full-time gig. And then uh, I'm a taxidermist by trade as a part-time gig. Might as well say it's a second full-time gig. There you go. But I eat, sleep, and breathe whitetails. I've been hunting Pennsylvania and Ohio um, pretty much my whole life. Archery hunting life, I should say. I played college football, so I didn't get a lot of time just up until the last like probably seven eight years which has blessed me with the time to chase this trophy giant of a whitetail sure and uh, fortunately it didn't end the way that uh i would have liked it to but uh we'll get to that in a little bit i gotta stop you real quick you did not play for the ohio state buckeyes did you no, I played for Youngstown State. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll take yeah. that. If hey. you're a Buckeye, we got to stop this conversation right I, now. <laughs> What's that? Die-hard, I'm a diehard Michigan fan. Let's go! <laughs> Let's hey, go! Go blue! Go blue. Let's go! <laughs> wow! Go I on. wish I could give you a beer right now. Oh, Wait, so <laughs> we got to. We all can agree on something. We hate Ohio State. Yo, <laughs> like, <laughs> so. I mean, we could. This this is enough for me because we got a, a go blue fan. Yeah, dude sells beer for a living. Then on the side, he's just mountain deer. Like, hey, taxidermy. Like, <laughs> Trifecta let's go right here. Yep. I mean, what yep. the hell? Yep. All right, keep going. Sorry. All right. Well, I mean, I got on this lease with my dad. I mean, he's been on the lease now like seventeen years, and and it would be in Southeast Ohio. Um, it's bow only. It's forty three hundred acres. Wow. And uh. There's, there's a little bit of too many guys on it, I should say, but there are giant deer. And, I mean, Cameron, he can back it up. I mean, I've showed you some pictures, sent you some. Um, but it all started back in 2014. Let me, I got my little timeline here to, sure. to map out all okay. 
years of history on this guy. Well, first of all, I want to ask you a question before you get into that. Like this lease, and for as much as you want to say, I don't want you to give out coordinates or anything like that. And you know, but for as much as you can say or want to say, you know, it's it's a lot of acres. How many guys are hunting it? You're, you're there thinking? are suppose there's usually like sixty to sixty five total. Granted, these guys are coming from out of state. They might be there one weekend a year. There's guy. I know there's some guys from Michigan that come down, um, but they're only there for like a week a week out of the year. And nine times out of ten, they don't do very good. Sure. I mean, they're not putting in the time. Like, like I live an hour and forty minutes away, so it's not terrible. I can run cameras. I can go down there. I can put food out as much as I hate being a bait hunter in Ohio. But if you don't do it, the guy across the ridge from you is sure. Yep. It's getting that, and it, it's it's a shame. It truly is because hunting in PA, I actually have to hunt my deer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you do you have uh with with this kind of like being you know this lease or like this hunt club? Do you have? It's basically a hunt club. Okay. Yeah. Do you have access to it twelve months a year, or is that like cut off at certain times? Nope, I have access the full year. Okay. And then like, do you have designated areas that you can only go? Yes. Okay. Yep. How was that segregated out? Like, how do you guys figure that out? Well, you're assigned tags for your stands. You're allowed two stands and uh, basically a mo- like a mobile setup. Okay. Um, the the problem is like we have a group of guys on there now, like between my dad, guys he works with, our close friends, our close knit group, that we can uh, basically swap tags so we can block an area off so people can't basically screw us. Um, so like I'll swap a tag with my dad to be able to block off an area on his side and vice versa on mine, so okay. nobody can get. And 200 yards of your tree gotcha Typically in both season that's not terrible for i mean these deer are pressured but they're not like like public land pressure sure yeah now like aaron said you know if you ever feel like you don't want to give too much out about it that's okay um but i do have another question is there guys actually kind of like living uh pretty close to this place that are hunting it like just like if you were hunting your kind of backyard back at home fortunately yes okay. and that's where at the end of this saga of this deer, that's that ended up the guy that found it. He is a uh, he lives right down the road. Okay, so okay, he, okay. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's get into the saga. When does it start? Okay, 2014 would be the uh, that was my first year on the lease. I graduated school, was engaged to my wife, no kids yet, mm-hmm. so I was a hunting fool as oh, much yeah. as. I, and uh, so anyway, my dad got property did some scouting well this deer showed up he was like a two-year-old 10 point mm-hmm. he might have been three but we think he was in between two and three um not a lot of nothing really went on that year um so kind of skipped through 2015 he shows up he's a spindly three maybe four-year-old that's the first that one picture i sent you there and that's the one he's he's real framey but he was like borderline not quite there yet now now let me tell you this i'm gonna stop you real quick i don't want you to get too fast here that um when he showed up that first time when he was what'd you say three two or three you're thinking like a two and a half maybe three and a half did he ever give you that like wow factor like man this deer could be something or was he just a run-of-the-mill just another two or three-year-old he had one hell of a frame yeah and that's why we were like he's yeah that's potential on that deer right there yeah that was a Immediately, do not shoot. But there was a couple other big ones around that we were after. Specifically, there was one we nicknamed Twin Towers that I actually don't have any photos of him anymore. But his brow tines were probably probably twelve inches a piece. Wow! And, yeah, 
and, he and I'm got- looking at this picture right here as a two or three year old, and you can tell this deer, it's almost like the rack doesn't belong to the body. Sure. Like right. he is probably bit. I'm gonna say he's in the one fifties, probably. Yeah, and it's 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 one of those pictures that it's hard to tell because we can we when you look at this picture, you can clearly see you can just about wrap your hands around this deer's neck just because of he's a younger deer. But he, right. he, I mean, his mainframe 10 looks yeah, like was, maybe stickers, but yeah, for a lot life. I mean, he was a clean 10 and then he'd throw like an inch kicker, mm-hmm. a half an inch kicker here, half an inch kicker there. But he was mainly a mainframe 10 up until the time till 2020. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And, and for any of the listeners, when Justin's talking about this deer at three, make no mistake. This, I'm shooting this deer at three. This deer. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> This this deer at three down there um, in Ohio is, I, I mean that's that's a shooter for most people, right? <laughs> a, he's on his left side. His G four is six inches. Oh yeah, <laughs> least, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, okay. But, but oh, so but when you're looking at this and thinking always, not only you know his body wise, you can tell he's younger. I'm gonna guess that you guys also know of some other bigger caliber deer just for the simple fact. Like this, the way you talk about it, I'm guessing that this is easy to pass because we have something else hunting. Right. That, okay. Them years, and he was a no-brainer. We know, yeah, not even on the list. Jeez. Okay. Um. So Did- then, then we go into 2016, and he he started to blow up a little bit. He he was an 11 point frame. He threw a decent kicker off his off his G2. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh my God, he's a giant. That, the weird thing with him, then like. Through his five, six-year-old stage, he rarely daylighted. Okay. I mean, it was like this deer, we we kind of figured, we thought he was coming from a long ways, but he ended up he wasn't. I mean, yeah. he, this is smart. And that's yeah. why he lived as long as he did. Yeah. He was just nocturnal as hell. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go back. So his two to three-year-old, and then in 14, he was three or four, you're thinking. Right. Big deer still didn't grow much. Didn't grow no. much. Now, in any... Any time did you guys have encounters with this deer? Did you ever see this deer, glass this deer, hear of anybody else having encounters with him? I never personally laid eyes on him until he was a seven-year-old. Okay. Uh, but trail camera pictures, um, guys that were hunting him as well. We named him the ghost. There was guys on the on the property that called him rocking chair. They called him rocking chair because they said, you shoot that deer, you might as well just sit in your rocking chair and hang it up because you're yeah. just going to look rest of your life probably yeah. never shoot anything yeah so that was his the guys on the property named him rocking chair we named him the ghost because it literally he was like a ghost i'm sure that's probably one of the most run-of-the-mill names guys give gear but it was he was true to that name okay. he would show have him on trail camera a couple days and poof disappear mm-hmm. then he'd be he'd be mia for a month two months and boom he'd be back again could never pattern that buck yeah okay was was this uh you know, so I think you you said you and your dad were hunting it. Was was there anyone else close with you, uh, another family member, friend, or anything down there hunting? Yeah, but they weren't in his core area. Okay, they would get when he was younger. They'd get him cruising a little bit on camera, yep. but like I said, a lot of it was nighttime. He okay. didn't move a lot during the day when he was when he was that like four, five, six years old. Yeah, he was yep. strictly nighttime movement. Okay, now um, you know, obviously. We're not going to skip ahead too much, but the, you know the, the deer has died, so we can talk about a little bit of this. Is 
were you guys keeping this kind of close to the vest or were you, was this kind of this hunt club it was kind of circling everyone was talking about it or is this extremely hush hush down there it was hush hush except for the guys that knew of this deer. okay i mean there were there was guys on this side of the property that there's probably 10 guys that were after that buck. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to know. <laughs> someone <laughs> someone had to break the ice. Yes. I want to yeah. know, like, okay, I just have this picture in my head of this. <laughs> Justin knows about this deer. I could see what I would do. I'd, I'd go up to a guy in the parking lot, like, hey, what'd you see? Yeah. You know, knowing that he knows too, but nobody <laughs> wants to, like, say there's a giant out here. I, like, that, did you ever that, have those instances? Yeah. There was a guy one time we went up to his camper. He was staying down there. And it was one of them like 80 degree days at the beginning of the season. We're like, screw this. We're not going. We're just going to hang out, whatever. We'll go glass in the evening. We'll drive around. So anyway, we walk up to the guy's camper and we're BSing. And uh, my dad broke the ice and goes, hey, you got him on camera? Because we knew <laughs> yeah. where he was. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks at us and goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And he grins. Oh, yeah. We're like. All right, you know what he is. Yeah, he so grab the phone and now out come the picture. We, we, I mean, like I said, there was probably ten guys after that deer. I'll get to it when he gets a little older. But he actually was that deer had nine lives. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that, that deer was not meant to be killed. Obviously, sure. I, okay. I to, yep. I was I was actually thinking uh, the way the ice got broke is since Justin said he's a a, a beer salesman. Yeah, he definitely brought in. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? He brought in the works. Got those guys to a <laughs> what, point did you where bring they the red dog in he, for him. Yeah, he, he got them talking, and you know he plan worked perfectly. But oh. now, so during during this, uh, you know, as he's as he's starting to get towards that four or five age. Um, I've never been in this scenario and I don't know if Aaron has, but this kind of what little bit you've talked about, about having to kind of draw all these different places, um, with you guys kind of calling him ghost with the way he was moving on cameras or with your guys' sightings, were you or your dad ever starting to have that itch of wanting to be able to go hunt a different unit inside that, uh, lease? Yes. And the unfortunate thing is basically the way that it's set up is, once you hit it, there's a certain date in August every year. Once your stands are pegged on the board, that's it. That's where they are. Okay, so for that's the, that's where you're hunting for the fall. For okay. the fall. Okay. Yep. Tell me this. Sorry to interrupt here, but tell me this. You say in August, like, are there guys in line, like, getting ready to put their peg on this board, this this quote-unquote board? Have from the time the season ends to re-up into the, into the hunt club, once you're a member, you get onto the member club, they give you your, your, your pegs. You have until August, say, 15th, August 15th to peg on the board, and you're supposed to be marked by then, and that's your spot for the year. Boy, that, that is anxiety. Oh, yes. like, like So you gotta do you got to do your homework, and it's, it's got to do your homework years like like now. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. For dude. the following year. So yeah. you have to do your homework. And that's why I said the guys that come from far out of state, some of them, they're, just, they're banking on a spot that they killed a deer five years ago. Yeah. Well, Where, and also, like, if you can't, wander like right now we're in december like i you know as we're recording this is going to go live in january but still in january like i want to do some scouting like guys are your guys is ohio season goes till into february yeah it goes it goes way too long to be honest with you so that's like how do you get out there and do off-season scouting a lot of these big deer get killed late season because of the corn piles yeah i mean these guys are dumping thousands of dollars in corn for to kill these whopping deer and i mean it's like it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm don't get me wrong. I work two jobs, but I ain't 
forking that kind of money out. Yeah. Well, not the way corn is right <laughs> it, now. <laughs> yeah. That is a that is a situation that is so interesting, and I won't I, I won't derail us too much. But man, I could ask like a thousand questions because naturally you would say, "Well, I'm going to be the first guy in line." So the first, you know, I think Ohio ends on like the first Saturday in February. So you'd be like, "Well, I'm going to be there Sunday, putting my peg on the board." But once you put it on, if you get moved. And then it's right. like all of a sudden, then you put a lot of merit into that postseason scouting. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, what if that deer was killed and I didn't know about it? And, but then it's like, then you put a lot of merit into summertime scouting. But we all know what happens with summertime box. You know what I mean? Right. That is a miles down the road. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that what is a, tough. What a gamble. Yes. I mean, it's you could go, I mean, it's, you know what it's like? Uh, what's the game? Um, where you try to sink someone's boat and you're oh playing. battleship battleship yeah, yeah yeah that's that's like you're playing battleship <laughs> on uh 4300 you said 4300 acres and yep. 65 guys yeah now yep. that I'm, and they get two pegs a piece right you get two pegs i mean two hang- yeah basically basically two hang-ons ground blind whatever you want to use but i'm a hang-on guy i mean yeah i i'm i'm a bigger guy so i haven't started the whole saddle sh- stuff yet, saddles but, are good uh, for big guys man oh yeah. they are <laughs> yeah um what was i uh one more question on the, on the 4300 acres uh, we're not we're not talking continuous acres right we're, we're talking a bunch of different broken up pieces i'm guessing uh pretty much no there's there's some county roads breaking it up but other than that it's 4300 acres of <laughs> land wow uh, who and owns that, this is the I, state on it What's that? Does the state own this? Not disclosing that. No, it's not. Okay, the, yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to yeah. just overstep a bound. No, no. <laughs> it, it, it's not the state. The state doesn't own it. It's an actual private. Okay. Uh, private okay. Oh. Yeah. No, uh, it's just, it's it's a blessing to be on that property. Yeah. There are many. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you know, when you think about it, too, somebody says, well, there's 63 guys, you know, but then if, if you don't have, if not all guys are locals, let's just call them. Half. Let's Half. Let, let's yep. just say thirty guys are local. You got Justin, and then the other guys from other states. I'm sure there's plenty of them where it's like, you know, like it probably feels pressure. But like Justin said, it's not pressured. Like probably, let's just say the the Wayne the Wayne down in southeast Ohio. You know, right. Or my yeah. 218 acres here that has 12 guys on it. Mm. <laughs> yep. Okay. Anyway, okay. Let's yep. get into this. I can't remember where we're at. Where are we at? Four just, years old. I just. <laughs> I just had so many questions. I'm I so in, I'm, I'm, I've never talked to someone that, it, like, this is a scenario that we've, new ne- for me. <laughs> we've never had to deal with yeah. something like this. It's interesting. Okay, so um, we're, I think we're at uh, 2016, that, 17? I, well, 16, he was 11 point. That, we didn't have a lot of run-ins with him that year. That was why I said it was mainly trail cameras. Um, 17, or 2017 is when he, he gained a couple more kickers. He was a 13 point. I think I sent you that picture. Too yeah, this deer is, he's got to be in the 80s. That's what I was thinking. I think he was 70s, low 80s. Yep. And he's a mainframe 10 mainframe with like 10. three flyers. And That's what we yep. got. Yep. And he's, he's framey. And oh, you know, God. Like I mean, when, look at his beams. His beams are three miles long. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> we've all seen, I mean, Justin's a taxidermist. You've got some framey deer on the wall. When just, when you see that framey deer, they automatically just look larger than what, you know what I'm, larger than life. His beams, that was here. like I said, his his five, six, and seven 
years. I mean, yeah, we knew he was a giant, but it was like he wasn't showing his face in daylight. So it was almost like we kind of wrote him off. Like he's that's why he was the ghost. Because it was a lot. You, you could tap dance on the end of his beams. <laughs> <laughs> well, not me. I'm not elusive like that. But <laughs> someone could. Someone could. <laughs> was there uh, was any there any rumors going around of anyone picking up this uh, this buck sheds at all? They got his sheds in 2017, 2018, and 2020. Okay. When they were scooping sheds, did you have any intel at all where those sheds were coming from? I knew of an area, but I did not know because they kept it very, very hush. Sure, sure. I mean, this as <laughs> as would we, right? Oh, like, yeah. Right. As anybody. I'm not telling my dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then getting uh, to uh, 20... I think we said 2018. That was the year he was in the in the 70s, low 80s. 2019 was, I hate to say it, the probably the worst year of my hunting career. Um, well, wait a second. I, I want to just from the timeline you gave me on my phone. I'm looking at here. 2017, he blew up a little bit more. He didn't have any kickers, right? Or 2018. Uh, 2018, he he actually went down to a clean 10. Yep. He okay. lost he lost those flyers. And it actually, he gained a bigger frame, but he was like, he didn't gain any stickers. He just cleaned up. Yep. You know, and, and a trend I'm seeing too is on his left side, he's always had a big G4, and on his right side, yeah. it was always little. Short. A little weak. Yep. yep. Yeah. But uh, oh, so he's a clean as deer. Order, that turned into almost, almost more like a crab claw, more so than a little okay. G4 okay. right side. Now, yep. how old do you think he is in 2018 when he was back to a clean 10? Seven. I'm, I'm, Seven. I'm thinking. It was between seven and eight. And that's the first year you had an encounter with him, right? Correct. Okay, yeah, so let's get year. into let's get into that year. Okay. That year I was uh down there. I always take my rutcation the usually Halloween through the first week of November. Mm -hmm. I'm usually down there for the full week. This year I split it up a little bit and I think I'm gonna do that from now on. Because it seems like our does come into heat a little bit the second week. And uh, it's just the last couple of years, guys have had success in, all, in our group the second week of November. Mm -hmm. um, this year, for whatever reason, my rut activity was absolutely terrible, not to get off on a tangent. But um, that second week was, I mean, it was all right, but it wasn't nothing, not lights out. Mm -hmm. um, but that year, I was down there. We had perfect weather, perfect weather. I was in my stand. Um it would have been, I think it was November 4th. It was November 4th. I had him come in chasing does, and he was out probably about 70 yards, would not commit. the doe, And I knew she wasn't hot yet, but he was bumping her around, bumping her around, and he would not commit. I threw everything at this deer, <laughs> as well as the most buck fever I've ever had in my life. You <laughs> see that deer way off out there, and you can see that frame. Looked like field goal posts. Oh, sure. I you, thought say you thought you're back on the field plane again. <laughs> I gotta say something though. I just thought like you threw the kitchen sink at him. How many cats on this property have thrown everything at this deer? He's Problem. like, he, at her. That deer's heard everything. <laughs> he's heard <laughs> antlers. It like he's like. Ah, I mean, that's just hey, another dude. <laughs> he, hey, hey, ghost knows where the pegs are on the board better than anyone oh, else. Yeah. <laughs> he's got his own board. <laughs> oh, he, I guarantee it. Oh. Well, then that year, that was the only sighting I had of him that year on the hoof. We had trail camera footage of him. Um, we knew of guys seeing him. Um, that, your, did your dad ever see him? Never. My dad never saw that deer on the hoof. Does your A dad smell? 
What's that? <laughs> I'm kidding. I said, did your dad? Sorry, I don't know your dad. That was a, that was a jab. Dude, my, dad's, my dad's killed some good deer too, and it's the problem was it's like that deer had a sixth sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was weird. The wind could be absolutely perfect. My dad would go in, think he's got him because we had him on a scrape line where he was hitting it pretty consistently there mm-hmm. towards the end of his life, and my dad would go in would never show it's like he knew i don't know if, if where he was bedding i don't think his access was bad but it's like that deer knew he was there yeah you can't help show. when he wasn't in the stand he would show up all the time you can't help but ask yourself that you yeah. know what i mean where yep. it's like you know you when you think you have it dialed and then it's just you know every time i go he doesn't show every time i don't he shows you just you naturally that's a that's a burning question in the back of your mind it's so weird though he'd have other mature deer come you know what I mean? So it's like this deer had to have been just so secluded by himself mm-hmm. somewhere. He must have just knew when he was being hunted. Yeah. Now, when you when you guys were getting pictures of him, I I mean, I'm gonna go off on a little. I'm so curious about this place, how we how you're approaching it. Now, when you were getting pictures of him, you know, would you just automatically be like, we need to be right back in the same section than the following year? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. We knew. We knew we knew as the older he got, as their ranges shrank. Yep, he was showing more and more in our section. Okay, as went on. Hey guys, we are teaming up with Hunters Box Club this month to give away our newest T-shirt designed for free for the first hundred listeners. All you have to do is cover the shipping. It's six ninety nine, and you got to click the link in the podcast notes to get that free box. The story behind this design is it is my biggest buck to date. The great Hambino. If you guys have not seen the video, it's on YouTube. Uh, you can check that out. But that is the antler that you see on the Fall Podcast logo is his antler. It was really unique. There's not another deer like it. It looked like he grew backwards. So it's a really cool story. Really means a lot to me. And it, uh, it's basically something brand worthy, in my opinion. So with every box, you guys are going to get the Fall Podcast exclusive design beer koozie and our measuring tape to tape out your next big deer or elk or meal deer, whatever it might be. The only way to get the free box with the Fall Podcast t-shirt design is to click the link in the podcast notes. First 100 boxes are free, but you must order before the end of January. So get ordering, support the Hunter's Box Club. They're a great company. We did this last year with them, and I can't thank you guys enough. Yeah, so the, the older he got, even though like maybe a little more elusive he got or he wasn't moving as much on camera but the older he got the more confident you were feeling with uh where you guys were actually hunting him right he was he was rutting on us we would never get him in the summer we'd see him he would show up like october 18th Mm -hmm. through the rest of the season okay then he would shed this deer would shed his rack and we looked i walked miles looking for this deer Sheds. And then we found out later on where this deer was, she shed shit probably, probably two miles from wow. where we were at. Yeah. Yep. So he was uh, not obviously wintering on you guys then. No, no. Okay. But he stayed till around Christmas. Yeah. Okay. After Christmas, he was gone. Yeah. Yep. Then we wouldn't see him again till October. Okay. When, so it was uh, almost like that waiting time, but we knew if we knew if he didn't get killed, we were, we knew that deer, that caliber. If he got killed, we would have knew about it. Yeah, sure. So we were like, you know what? Throw all our eggs in that basket the next year. Let's go after him. We're going to bombard that area, and let's hope he shows back up. Yeah. That goes into 2019. That's what I said. Now, let me tell you this before you get in here, or let me ask you this. 
have you caught in word of him at all getting shot, missed, no. nothing? Nope. Nobody's ever pretty tight lip. Not yet. Yep. Okay. Which I, yet, now, then I then I find out after the fact he was shot at twice in 2018. Shot. Okay. Shot and missed. He was twice. missed twice, twice in 2018. Okay. Yeah. I I got another question for you here, Justin. Is uh obviously the older he's getting, the more bigger he's getting, and he's becoming a, in my opinion, a once in a lifetime type of typical deer. How are you juggling? actually not living there are are you wanting to basically in the back of your mind do you ever think i'm just going to devote my time and spend in chase weather fronts down here to go hunt the ghost or are you having to balance like okay i can i'm going to hunt at home but i i'm kind of just buying my time until halloween time I would try to tag out as fast as I could in PA so I could get down there. And <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you didn't hey, uproot your family. Did, did, hey, <laughs> just, just, just telling the wife, you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened, but they wouldn't let me buy a license here this year. I'm going to just, I'm just going to move. Be, yep. Got to go to Ohio this year. We, uh, I mean, that's, what's nice. I'm in driving distance of sure. an hour, an hour and a half, 40 hour and 40 minutes to get there. So it's not terrible, but, uh, it is now with gas prices being up is what they are. It's absolutely yeah. insane. Yeah. But uh, that that's for another story. Um, okay, so nineteen. But, uh, what's that? Two thousand nineteen. Where this is where it gets uh, hairy. Um, as you see in the pictures, I'm thinking he was mid eighties to upper eighties. What's he have there on his right side? He's he had he was a fourteen point. <laughs> is this the year he threw the drop tine? No, that's the next year. That oh, was okay. big. Sorry, All I'm right. jumping ahead. Yeah, so he's yeah. got he got his flyers back. Got his flyers back. He's got Wild. some jump. Wild. I mean, left left G two thirteen inches. I mean, what are we looking Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, jeez. But it's crazy how he goes from one year not having flyers, the next year clean, mm-hmm. and then the yep. f- next year he throws his flyers again, yep. like the same yep. ones. Yep. Um, that was now to get into him. I had two different encounters with him that year. Okay, um, let's break those down. Ruckation, November 5th. Yep. November 4th, I seen him the year before. Remember I said I seen mm-hmm. him bumping does? Well, that winter, like I said, I moved my stand just a little bit closer to that. There's a, an old logging road where I think I can get my shot. It's it's completely stagnant. November 5th, morning, crispy, crunchy, great morning. No movement. Absolutely none. I'm not a big rattler. But I decided for whatever reason at like nine o'clock in the morning, I'm going to try it. Burn so I crank the, the horns together, right? Not even 10 minutes later, I hear crunching coming to my left and there he stands. Mm. He steps out. I'm like, he has no clue I'm here. He's coming down the pipe. I get to full draw, no buck fever. And I did the most thing that you're, <laughs> you're not supposed to do as a bow hunter. <laughs> in my mind, I'm thinking this fucker's done. Like you're, I was like, these guys are going to shit all the, all the guys back at camp are like, oh, I already had them in my truck. You're already blowing in the low twos right now. (laughs) You're in your head. Like you're, you're drunker than a skunk. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, he's going to push all the clients to the side and mount this thing when he gets home. (laughs) He's going to mount it that night and then mount it when he gets home. Yep. (laughs) I, uh, I settle my pin when I crack the shot off. I immediately was ready to spike my Matthews out of the bow, out of the tree. Um, I watched my lighted knock, clip a limb at 20 yards, shoot directly under his belly. 
He had no clue that I shot. He was so rotted up, had no clue at November, November 5th. I was like thinking, yeah, he's getting there. No, he was rotted up like big, all beefed up neck. I mean, swelled up to the max. He turns, I get, I'm shaking so bad at this point. I couldn't even try to pull my bow back again. I get an arrow knocked and he's walking dead away from me. And I had to watch that big frame go down over the hill and just walk out of my life, oh. go down over the hill. How close so that, was he when you when you uh, when you shot at him? How close was he? Twenty yards. Oh, top pin club. Top pin. Top pin. <laughs> yeah. Any shot. Yeah. <laughs> Some I may say a slam dunk. As yeah. calm as can be. Calm as can be. Twenty <laughs> yard shot. I clipped, and that limb sat there clipped hanging in half and i was like i said i was ready to throw my matthews out of the tree that that uh, uh that that limb was sitting right in front of him then the the messed up part is is my buddy that helped me go down and move that stand in the uh in the early like spring um he didn't clip that branch i didn't clip that branch i told him <laughs> i thought i'd be fine i was like i looked at it and he's like you want to get that i said dude i'll shoot around it i'll be fine but it got me I would have jumped out of the tree stand and grabbed it like Tarzan and ripped it right out. <laughs> Broke both legs, just snap, snap, you know? <laughs> but so then going on to that story, that was November 5th. Well, I knew he was the way he was heading. He was heading back over towards my dad's side across the road. And then all of a sudden the night we were heading up to camp and we see a group of guys. And they all got headlamps out. and We're like, oh, shit. Like the way he was heading, I knew that guy where his camper was. I knew he was hunting over there. And I'm like, oh, shit, I really hope that deer. Because I knew he was after him, too. Mm-hmm. And I see a bunch of guys standing there. They all got lights. And I'm like, oh, did they? I Please don't kill that deer. Yeah. So anyway, we find out he hit him. The he same night. Him. So he the, ran from you where you missed him. And- during the rut, he went across the road up into the other side, other section where this other guy was hunting. And he went into his bait pile right in the evening time, like right that same evening. And uh, the dude took a marginal shot and hit him in the ass. Ooh. With a compound? With a compound. Yeah. Did not. I I don't understand how the shot that he took, but, I mean, it is what it is now. Um, But I guess it hit him him in the the rear ham, and it just – he didn't catch no arteries, no nothing. They brought dogs in trying to look for him. Did you tell him that you had just missed that? Like – No. Not at all. I was, I was like, not Good a chance. Yeah. <laughs> I would have done this. That, knew that was my dad and the in our buddies back at camp. I come back and was dejected. Yeah, yeah. I would have done the same thing, man. Um. So anyway, uh, long story short, that deer. We don't know if the dogs ran him to the next county or whatever, but he. We were like, oh, he's dead. He's gone. Mm-hmm. No more sightings that year. Um. Well, then I get a text from a guy. Um. Actually, the guy I talked to this morning that sent me a bunch of them older pictures of that deer. And I get a I get a call from him, and he goes, uh, "Rocking chair is alive." And I said, "What do you mean?" He goes, "He's back, but he looks terrible." I didn't get them pictures to send you, but he looked like he wasn't going to make it through the spring. Mm. He looked like skin and bones, like he had an infection, like he wasn't going to make it. Yep. And this was like April. Okay. April. I didn't say I didn't have that picture to send you. He couldn't find it. But uh, what side did that guy shoot him on? That's how I was going to ask next. It's going to be his right. It, it, it was his right, his right hip. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then he grew that drop off mm-hmm. that left that yep. next year. <clears throat> yep. I think it was, I think it was his right hip. But yeah. anyway, what's weird though? You think a deer that gets hit like that gets sick, whatever? 
goes through all that that the next year is racked. Don't get me wrong, it was screwed up in a good way. Yeah. But I mean, mm. usually you think he'd go like wonky, like go down, start going downhill after mm-hmm. an injury like that. He got bigger. And that's mm-hmm. what's getting into twenty twenty. I mean, he was an absolute freak at twenty twenty. That's twenty twenty uh, right there. Yeah, twenty twenty is when he threw the drop tiner was that twenty that nineteen is the year that you missed him. The guy shot him. Yep. Coming into 2020 now. 2019 was a rough year for the ghost. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you know what, though? I mean, we've talked about this often and recently. Big deer like that, they just, they find a way to survive. Right. Well, and, you know, you only know of you and this other guy missing him. How many other times did he get missed or shot or, you know, just even shot at? Like, it happened more than that, I'm going to guess. Yeah, for sure. And, And that's, and that's, like you said, that's just, who Justin is talking to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there's other guys that were, was treating it just like Justin was, you know? Well, no, I know he was missed, um, a total of five times. Oh, man. Missed. That's why I said that deer alone had nine lives. should not be alive. Yeah. But a deer of that caliber, I mean, it's not Iowa. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you're hunting Southeast Ohio. There's big deer. Don't get me wrong. But, you don't see many 200-inch deer. And, I mean, obviously, it gets people uh, a little fired up, obviously. Yeah. I can't lie and say I didn't have – I had buck fever, the worst I've ever had, got to experience in my life. Yeah. Well, lead in, in – so we're up to 2020 when he, when he uh, grew the drops. Um, you, How old is he at this time? Are we saying? I was – and he was between 9 and 10. Yeah, okay. 9 and 10. And during during these first years you know you guys knew about them and were hunting them did did you or your dad at all kill any other deer out there i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here is in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah, my dad my dad killed a couple uh, mid-140s. Mm-hmm. Um, I killed a 140 okay. or a 136. Um and then had opportunities, but there towards the end, it was him or nothing. Sure. Right. Yeah. They're get, they're got to there be was, a, go ahead. There was another deer that I called, uh, that I had a nickname for. I called him pump house. Well, he was a, uh, he was a, a mainframe 10 clean 10 that he was probably in the one seventies. Yeah. yeah. These two deer, they both were around the same age class. Okay. But the ghost got more attention because yeah. he was, he was, a, he was a mega. I mean, the other one was a stud, but the ghost was a giant. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's, it, those 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 deer don't come every day, and, and no, sometimes only in a lifetime. So I don't blame you. It, I don't blame. What's that? I said I don't. I I don't blame you for eventually getting to the point where you said, "Okay, it's ghost or nothing." Right. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, and, and what was weird is because now I was thinking the uh, that's where we get the twenty twenty. Um, he ended up he was being he was the big he was a fifteen point still a mainframe ten had a real big drop time. I mean the drop was probably like eight nine inches. Oh yeah, yeah, that's um, a good one. I mean, he's over two hundred inches at this point, right? Yeah, I'd be. Yeah. I'd, that's what I look. Yeah, that's, that's what I see. <laughs> yeah, that's him right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, and yeah. for everybody listening, I'll put these. These are, are you okay with me putting these photos on Instagram and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, I don't care. Okay, I'm gonna put these on Instagram so everybody can kind of flip through, and I'll put the years on them and everything, so you can kind of refer to whoever listens this. They can refer and see what we're talking about. I mean, this year's yep. an absolute mega. Yep, you know. <laughs> but so yeah, 2020 was another rough year. I get down there and I'm I'm playing on November 5th, same time. They say same time, same place. That mm-hmm. year I, I had, and he had no idea I shot at him, so I knew I didn't spook him. And I knew that November 5th time frame, I must have had a hot dose somewhere in my area. Because why else would he be there two years in a row? Super mature deer. I figure he's coming back. So I take my vacation again. I'm down there. November 5th comes. And I get a phone call the morning. Or it would have been early afternoon. I'm getting ready to go into my stand. And I'm getting ready to head up. um, And I get a phone call from my wife. Well, my daughter had a febrile seizure. So I had to hurry up. She was, a, she was a toddler at the time, two years old. Mm-hmm. So I had to hurry up and run all the way to Akron Children's Hospital. And so I forfeited my hunt. Yep. Well, I come back down after we, she was stable. I come back down the following week. This was I didn't have a cell cam running down there because the, the cell service is absolutely terrible. And uh, so anyway, I come back down the following week. And November 5th was that daylight photo I sent you of him with the drop time 20 yards from my tree the day that you had to forfeit your hunt I had to forfeit my hunt because my daughter was sick and had a febrile seizure so yeah so, i had to it just wasn't meant to be that's yeah. what i said regardless that deer was just i was not meant to kill that buck well i'm first and foremost i know we're having a great time on this podcast but i'm sorry to hear that i'm glad your daughter is is doing fine now and everything i mean that's now, just yeah. the things that you you know you you as a parent and a father you have to deal with like yeah. that's yeah you never wish that upon anybody and i'm glad everything's good there um yeah. <clears throat> but i will say this trail cam picture is probably the cool one of the coolest trail cam pictures i've ever seen mm-hmm. um it's just the color it looks like a morning to me frosty like that's what it looks like to me the sun coming up in this deer is a mega giant yeah like when i look at that picture it's just like you you couldn't paint a better rack on that deer's no. head like it almost it it almost is and this is a big body deer right there's no doubt about it like you can clearly see big old mature deer short snout like yep. just like it, roman but, nose yeah. but i will argue with anyone right now that this deer's rack is dwarfing his he's 200 plus probably right here yeah easily pounds and then he's got a 200 inch rack on his head that's it just looks like it dwarfs his body. I, and I'm telling you, his beams have to be 28 inches. Oh, yeah. His beams are so long mm-hmm. in this. Anyway, yeah. so you so, get that picture. What do you what are you thinking at that moment? You know, with, with what happened with your daughter and for him to show up in daylight right then when you were going to be there hunting, like you gotta, you've got to be doing some sort of mind game of like, is this ever going to happen? Am I even, right. am I even I destined to off. kill this deer? You know, I wrote it off. I'm like, it's not meant to be. It's mm-hmm. not meant to be. That's that's November 5th, 
three days or three years in a row he daylights in that spot. I'm like, I missed it. He's gone. I missed it. He ain't yeah. going to show back again. Well, late season, I spent thousands of dollars. I have corn. I'm like, you're it. I'm trying. Yep. So I put so much food out that year trying. I went in hunting late season in December, and he come in with his left side only. Really? Like you were hunting, and he came in. I was hunting. Hunting. He didn't he- come directly in, but I could have shot him at like 40, 45 yards. And I would have, if he had both sides, I would have sent it at 45. I'll it, tell you that right now. And this is but in December? That was in December that same year. Did he you? Come f- in and I had a yearling. He he was actually on a yearling doe. She she must have come in. And uh, he was on her pretty hard. And she come into the food, but he skirted. Yeah. He knew. Don't go to a bait pile. You're going to get shot. It's like he, he knew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he had left side only. Okay, so I'm going to hit on two things here, and then we'll go on with the story. Oh, he dropped his right, like his drop right time. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go on. I'm going to. I want to hit two things here, and then we'll continue on with with the the legacy of ghosts. That year when he came in with one side, did you were your was your first initial thought was like, I mean, it's December, it's pretty early. Did you feel like maybe he had been shot or something that year? Well, no, because I he always dropped his horns or his antlers between, give or take, three days before or three days after Christmas. Okay. So, go ahead. Every, every year, year. Every year he did that. Every year he dropped it. He was, the, he would, he was an early shed buck. Okay. Every Okay. That, that was going to, well, you pretty much answered my next question because I was going to roll into it, like kind of how we talked about earlier in the story about his sheds were always somewhere else, you know, right. but you kind of knew that window when it was happening. So, you know, being such a big deer like that shedding early that also not only did he have nine lives, nobody killed him as a doe from because like we talked about you still have all of january in ohio and, and february and that first and a little bit of february yeah yeah guys yeah. out doe hunting come out on a bait pile just like hey <laughs> you know or do you guys yeah. i'm sure you guys have a muzzleloader season or a late gun well, season our property down yeah there is muzzle oh you can't that's archery our only that's right so, so that probably got- deterred a lot of guys though right i mean a lot of guys are probably cashed out by then you know mm-hmm. christmas is kind of that cut off like hey you know, and a lot of guys are traveling. You might only get a fraction of those guys, like you alluded to early in the podcast. The guys that live close might be yep. like, "Yeah, it's a little more convenient. I'll yep. go down there, shoot right. a doe, get some meat." You know, yep. so yeah, I yep. could see that. Yeah, but yeah. So no, you you tw- elect to not shoot this deer with only one side. Correct. Shoot at him. I don't know. I was in. I was still <laughs> still shaking from the year before, dude. Right. I shot a hundred and ten inch, and he only had one side. Great beer. Framey. Big, oh yeah. Framey. Hey, hey. Oh. I I know a taxidermist probably could fix it. Yeah, we can we can recreate this. Find oh. a nickel for every time I've heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. So but, uh, you see him, and then what happened after that? Um, kind of, I knew he dropped that one side and then I never saw him again. Um, I didn't even get any pictures of him with the one side after that. That was the only encounter I had. And then I, I knew he dropped this. The guys found his sheds across the road again. Okay. That's why, uh, I'm, uh, I was actually shocked by that. Cause I thought he would have dropped him close to where I was. Sure. I walked all over the place, never found it. Yeah. Now uh, did, did you, did they ever score those sheds that year? That's what they, they were low 200s. Oh, it was 200s. like, you can only base it so far off of pictures, you know what I mean, for spread and stuff. But they were guessing, 
guessing he was like two oh two oh four to two oh two oh six. Okay. Wow. Yep. And you you would always you always think deer of that caliber, like when they drop one, that next one's gonna be Oh, right there close, somewhere. Yeah. Right. I almost wonder what that injury and it, he dropped his right side if it was just like one of those things that was just so weak. Well, that it just dropped and he tried to get the other side off and it was like it's that's not ready yet. Well the injury was from twenty nineteen. This is right. twenty twenty. So. I was just wondering if that injury kept prolonging, oh, sure. you know what I mean? Sure. That one side, maybe I don't know. Yeah. I don't know enough about the, that. The whole shedding yeah. part is it's always interesting because yeah. like like Justin said, the go ghost is shedding every year in December. Wild. You know what I mean? Where but yeah. it's like what you know, what if the thought is like he's just he's got so much headgear on that he's just going to shed early. Mm-hmm. He's got that, he's carrying but, so much. But the thing is, though, he even did it when he was younger too. So that's why it was, it was weird. He would show up, and we knew it was him because he would shed super early, and he'd still come in feeding and whatever with the other bucks. And we're like, oh, that's definitely him. Yeah, yeah. That that's something you know. During the story is you know, you can definitely see the historical data. Uh, playing a big factor about the mm-hmm. november 5th in this but that's something you never hear people talk about is like that's almost historical data same thing about shedding you know like when they're shedding that you like these deer we talk about it often justin's talking about in a story november 5th november 5th november 5th like man when, when you can really start getting that figured out and tighten that grip on those days it could be special mm-hmm. right um so then that puts us in the 2021 um I never, it was weird because we went down, I was after that, that pump house deer that well, he was still showing regularly. He was in the one seventies, big frame 10 point. And, but we didn't, we knew cause that deer was staying on us pretty regularly, but he was another one, the older than big deer get, he didn't slip up very much. And okay. it was, uh, he was a lot of nighttime movement. We knew he would, he would daylight like three to five days of the entire season. Yeah. I mean, it was weird, but that's just what they do down there. And, uh, so anyway, the ghost showed up October 18th of 2021. That was our first picture of him on in in 2020. Really? You like you never got velvet nothing. Nothing. Are October you- 18th. And that's why we knew he rutted on us. So we were like, all right, he's here. He's mm-hmm. here now. So he showed up the 18th. We're like, let's game on now. And as you see in the pictures there, he he dropped a pretty good bit. He's mm-hmm. still a giant, but he did. He, was he still did. a giant, but yeah, no, he dropped a lot. He and I'm thinking he was starting to just go downhill. Sure, I'm guessing him anywhere between nine and eleven years old. I and mean, I, for a free range Ohio whitetail at nine to eleven years old is just unheard of. And yeah. now he's back to a ten with a kicker. Is that right? So yep. he lost his drop. He's got the kicker that he had the previous years on the left G two, yep. and I would put this deer still in the seventies. Yep. Yeah, it's, don't you think? Yeah, Do you think Justin was that where you probably had him? I, that's where we guessed him. Now when they when they they end up finding them, I'll get to that. Yeah, let's not get to that yet. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get. But, but <laughs> yep. Well, anyway, we our last picture of him was Halloween, October thirty first. Then vanished. Never a picture of him again. We're like, what the hell? What happened? So now we're we're hearing rumors that there was poaching going on down in our area, and. Well, that year, I think it was beans that year. So we're like, oh, panic. And this deer got poached. Mm-hmm. We're worried about him now. It wasn't showing up. And uh, then I get a phone call. I'm on my way home after shooting nothing during my uh, during my, my trip. And I get a phone call from, from a guy that hunts was hunting that deer as well. 
and he says, you're never going to believe this shit. And I said, what? He goes, rock and chairs dead. Uh-oh. And I said, he goes, but he wasn't shot. I said, what do you mean? And he, all of a sudden he goes, just wait a second. And he sent those pictures over to me. The one that of him fighting. I'm trying to pull them up right now. All right, this is the most wild thing. Yep. And I would call bullshit on this unless you had these pictures. Most people yeah. would. Because this why. is a story you do you never hear. Yeah. So why don't we uh yeah, let's break down this this next sequence of pictures that uh you received that I'm trying day. to pull these up here. These pictures were not on my camera. It was a guy that was a local that were, we're going back to what we talked about. A local guy down there would drive all the fields, knew that deer was there. So he started moving in on people, started sliding in, coming into these back doors of these sections and stuff, okay. places that he shouldn't have been. Okay. But he was, uh, he started moving in on people's laps. Well, anyway, he's, he put cameras up with flooding an area and got that, got the fight sequence on camera. No. And then and was he, was, was a, we had a large eight point that was, uh, he was a bully, bully buck. And, uh, was trying to run every deer off. Well, he was probably, I don't know, what would you, probably upper 130s, maybe low 40s. If eight. that. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyway, he was a bully, though, wanting to fight everything. And we, the pictures of him, he uh, he killed the ghost. He, and, uh, and this is wild. We're looking at these pictures right now. So the pictures you sent me, there's a, a sequence of three pictures, but I think there's actually more than that, as, from what I gather. Yeah. Yeah, that pictures I sent you were the were the best ones. The, so the it looks it looks to me like they're in like a food plot or an alfalfa field or something. And the first picture is the ghost in this smaller eight point. I mean, just a Donnie Brook. They are fighting like mm-hmm. they are locked up. The second picture is the ghost laying on his side, pinned down, pinned down. Yep. This eight point. I mean, you can see the difference in the size of the rack. Well, look at the picture before. Look at their bodies. I I know that eight point. He's got his. He's he's dipped down more. Yeah. But just look at the bodies. I mean, you could even though Ghost was arguably like Justin said, probably like eleven years old. So he's maybe even going downhill. You look at that that eight point, and we could probably fit him into oh. the body cavity of ghosts in those pictures the best way i can describe this eight pointer is like a three-year-old hundred and like a pope and young eight pointer Mm -hmm. okay with a bad attitude with a bad attitude Mm -hmm. and he comes in and this deer is pinned this this deer (laughs) down in front of this camera the next picture is this eight pointer goring this deer in the in the hind legs and that's and then i'm gonna let you take it from there yep he gored him in the ass, and I guess they found him literally 60 yards up over this coal hill, and he went up over the hill, and there he died. He bled out. That deer hit that hit that main artery with his tine, and that was the end of the ghost. Unreal. And, yeah. yeah. Unreal is right, because like you said, most people wouldn't believe that mm-hmm. unless there was camera footage, yeah. and that's insane. Tell me this for you, Justin knowing that i mean obviously you want to kill this deer you had your opportunity at him you want or you want your dad to but knowing he died the way he did now don't get me wrong that's you know nature's gonna do what nature's Mm -hmm. gonna do so it's probably not the way that you want to see this deer go but like was it almost like a sigh of relief like he's gone like like i don't have to i don't have to lose sleep over this deer and and he died 
I don't know what the best way to say it is like in his natural habitat. Like he died. You know what I'm saying? Like he, yes, like natural yeah, causes yes. kind of took him, you know? Yes to no. I'm such a competitive guy. I was pissed off. You know, well, like, yeah. I mean, sure. we're all going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but no, yeah, no, it's natural causes. I mean, hey, that probably happens to a lot more bigger deer than we know. Well, yeah. I, I, mean, I think it happens a lot. I mean, we, we all, uh, we all have social media, right? So, here in the next couple of months, we'll all see the deadheads that people find. Or, or you ever think about this? Uh, uh, you look at the ones that get hit by a car, and you're like, "So that you're, you're telling me that you've lived five, six, seven, eight years, okay, avoided all, mm-hmm. you know, hunters and coyotes or wolves or bears wherever they live, but then you're gonna cross the road and get hit by a car? Like yeah. sometimes, so, sometimes these, you know, once in a lifetime deer like that, it just it almost just feels like they were never meant to be killed by a human. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, that's why I've said all the time from that last run in where I had, when my daughter had that seizure mm-hmm. and I was like, that's it. I wasn't meant to kill that deer. Yeah. I knew then in there, it's like, I wasn't meant to kill him. Yeah. 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 Your gut knew that day. Like yeah. you, you just, there was something that, that flipped that trigger where, you know, you just, you just knew like you, you know, when things are just meant to be or not meant to be. Right. How uh, I I could I can understand being pissed though because you got to think you know as fast as we told the story the story was years long oh you know what I mean? you, you, you're talking about almost a ten year run in if you you know knowing the deer at two to three to all the way up to eleven years old yeah and you had six years of history of this deer yeah. right is it six or seven yeah. um let me count here one two three four five. Eight technically, eight, eight years. Eight okay, years. that's wild. <laughs> and the the thing that's even more wilder, if that's a word, wilder, is this deer dies at like eleven years old, and he's still knocking out one seventy. Yeah, yeah, he was in the upper sixties. I want to say that that head that I sent you the pictures of him, they they said he was like one sixty six. Yeah, like that's that deer was just bred to be a mega. Like a one, uh, this day and age, it seems to me that there's more people saying a 160 is just like it's a 160. It, and no. sorry, time out. Nope. 160 is a giant. Okay. Yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, the way media is and podcasting and whatever and YouTube and all that stuff, it's like the 170s, 80s, and 90s are obtainable. I'm sorry, that's a different deer. It's not yep. that attain- obtainable. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Blame- media and blame iowa yeah what uh what uh what dad think of this got some giants i mean i know people people are starting to to get on it about a lot of the locals are i don't like being wrapped in as a pa hunter because i mean i i hunt hard you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and a lot of ohio's uh, ohio guys look at us as all damn pa hunters sure i mean i have to hunt my deer you know what i mean sure on there sit their ass in a ladder stand over top of a thousand pounds of corn and <laughs> what and they luck out and shoot big ones i yeah. mean it's i don't know i look at it a little different being that in pa i have to hunt the way that i do sure yeah. what uh what dad think of this after after ghost was found dead i mean he's he's more like i was dejected about it he's like well on to the next one yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they different the di- older mindset yeah. like <laughs> yep. different you know? generation yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I another question for you justin is uh with ghost and such having such a long history with this deer just out of curiosity um he is it sounded like he kind of only kind of rutted 
at least in the areas that you could hunt. How much, right. you know, he was eventually killed by another buck. All those previous years before he was killed, how much uh, overlap with other bucks were you seeing in the area with while Ghost was moving into your sections? A lot, actually. What was crazy is you'd think he'd be in the, the stature and stuff he is that he'd like run every deer off and it'd sure. be his area. He never did that. Yeah. He hanging out with like, I mean, 120s. Yeah. Just hanging out with him. It's yeah. not like afraid or anything. Like normally you think you see a big deer like that, they're going to be skittish as hell. Mm hmm. Weren't at all. I yeah. mean, it was like angled right with him. Yeah. Well, what you know, because when I see those pictures of him fighting and through the years, I mean, he's got mass. So that's going to obviously help. But naturally, when you see those long tines, you naturally have to be thinking like, please don't break those. But then oh, you know, like yeah. the one story, we're like, you know, sitting there and crack the antlers, and here he comes. You're like, he he loved. Uh, you know, even at 11, 11 years old, you would almost think that he said. I've had enough of this. I'm, I've done this. I've been around the block for 10 plus years. I have no need to fight, but here he is at 11, you know, puffing up his chest for the 130 inch eight year old and that it cost him his life. How wild yeah. that is. You almost wonder if like that day that he died in that fight, if it was like, you know, you get the 50 year old man. It's like, I'm going to show young buck what to do here. <laughs> the mm -hmm. one time he comes out of retirement from fighting yep. and he gets yeah. his ass kicked. Yeah. You know what I mean? You almost yeah. wonder if like, like you <laughs> said, like from what you have said and the encounters you had with him and he's an aggressive deer. Like, that's just what I gather from it. Yep. You know, he's an aggressive deer. So he's not going to back down from anything, but it is crazy to me that all the pictures you sent me, and all the pictures you've seen, I didn't see a broken tine. Yeah. I didn't nope. see a broken it, side. It yep. yep. All them kickers and everything. But that's why I was going to say, I don't know if he just got fired up during that rut time, but he wasn't the type to like run deer off. Like sure. get the, that eight point was, we had pictures of him there. We had a younger 10 point that was around too. That eight point ran him to the next County. Mm. And that's Has why that I've been shot yet. <laughs> he was killed uh, this year opening week. Yeah. Really? Yep. yep. Get the bully buck out of there. You you yeah. guys had a true bully buck there. I yeah. mean, the, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how 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 ironic would it have been like to know you got those series of pictures and then like actually just shot that eight point, knowing hey, I killed this mid one thirty eight point, but this thing killed ghost. Like that would be. How big yeah. was that deer this year? Um, he didn't grow all that much. I'll, I'll send you actually. I can send you that picture real quick. I actually just got it. I was talking to that guy. Tell wow. me this, because, and I think we left out a little bit of the story, I think, because wasn't Ghost shot by a gun as well? Uh, no, no. Ghost was not shot by a gun. He was a, uh, he was just shot in the ass by that bow. But he was, <laughs> wasn't he missed on another property by a gun or something? No, that was that, that pump house one I was telling you about. Okay. Yep, oh, okay. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. I thought you yeah. said he was, he went, went over on the neighbor's. And he was shot or missed by a gun no, or something. That, that like was that. that pump house one I was telling you about. Yeah, yeah. But man, uh, all right, here I'm. I'm sending that. This was the eight that just got killed. That got killed this year. The one that killed him. Um. Mm, oh yeah, mm, that's a beautiful look at, eight. Look but look at the how body. much of an asshole he looks like, though. Oh, he just that, looks like an asshole. Yeah. 
like yeah. he does. Yeah. Like look at his face. Like he's just like I don't like you. This it's you know this looks like McGregor in a bar. Yeah, it's very judgmental. <laughs> but you ever have those people you can walk in, you just look at him, you don't even know him. You're just like I don't like you. Yeah, that's him right here. I just don't like this deer. <laughs> yep, beautiful looking deer. But oh yeah, yeah, it's beautiful buck. But yeah, he killed the two hundo. Wow, that, that's a prototypical eight pointer that'll always be an eight pointer. You hear guys say that like, you know, like. He's just, he's a stud. Yep. Don't get me wrong. He's probably in the 40s mm-hmm. as an eight pointer. Might even be a little bigger. But man. Now, uh, Justin, did you ever actually go be able to physically get your hands on ghosts after he was found? Fortunately, no. The oh. guy that guy that got him. No, I talked, the guy I talked to today actually did. He made a special trip down there and found the guy. Really? Yeah. So oh, yeah. Sure. But no, I. I didn't. I kind of wrote. Once I found out he was dead, I kind of on to the next chapter. I okay, guess. sure. Yeah, yeah I, I don't blame you there. That's uh, it's, you know, as much as it's been nice to put his ha- the hands on him, but like you're right, like you know, you just sit. Yeah, we're talking about the story today, but you just can't sit and dwell about it forever. Right. You know, onward as you go. But um, <laughs> how, now that the ghost is dead, it sounds like you've made a little, a uh, couple other relationships with the guys down there. How have yeah. those been since then? Those uh, been pretty good, good. relationships. It's because guys that are they're hardcore bow hunters like us, and I mm-hmm. mean they uh they they take their shit serious, and I mean they're not shooting no run of the mill just one twenties. You yeah. know what I mean? They're looking for studs. Yeah, so, yeah. Like we know if there's a good one in the area, we can kind of share info a little bit and uh, a little bit. I, yeah. I say. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we we're not going to tell any stories about the ones that are still alive. We're only yeah. telling the stories about the ones that that uh, are dead. Uh, <laughs> go get go kill ghost number two and then we'll do another podcast yeah <laughs> yeah for sure well justin dude thank you very much for doing this i want you to take a second here and, and uh plug your taxidermy studio and everything and if anybody's there's a lot of pa listeners and ohio listeners on here so if anybody's looking for a taxidermist i've seen your work you do some damn good work and i want to give you a second to plug you know what you got going on and and everything on the taxidermy side yeah, it's uh, Uran's Whitetail Taxidermy, Y-U-R-A-N. I mean, not I get mispronounced urine all the time, so I mean, I'm used to it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, Uran's Whitetail Taxidermy on Instagram, Facebook, any of the social media platforms. But uh, yeah, I've been doing it a few years, and uh, I love bringing them back to life. It's fun. I mean, I've, I've been around Whitetails my entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad, he's I grew up with 20 of them in a den room. So That's awesome. That's, uh, yeah, I've been around it forever. But I'm just a stone's throw from the, from the border of Ohio, so... Nice, nice. Quick awesome, question dude. for you: What's the biggest one you got sent behind it uh, this year? The biggest one I got, um, frame wise. I mean, I got some slammers back there, but uh, my dad's eight this year from Pennsylvania is probably the biggest <laughs> frame. Thing it is looks huge. good. <laughs> it looks good. Would you say that was like a one fifty one? Is it a clean eight? Yeah, it's like right, right in the one fifty or low one fifties. But yeah, it's a oh my oh, yeah. gosh, look at him, beautiful. But uh. No, my uh, a good buddy of mine. I don't have it in the shop. He took it home for the holidays. He killed a one seventy six. Jeez. Mm. Um, but it's non typical as can be. It's eighteen scoreable points. Oh wow. Well, I want you to do me a favor. Um, if you want to do it on air, you can. But once we get off, I want you to give me the coordinates to where Ghost was, and so we can <laughs> <laughs> take a little trip. Hey, do you want- on the positive side? On the positive side, that deer being around for so long. His genes are all over that property. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. 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 That'll take it with a grain of salt because, I mean, hey, he may be gone, but, I mean, there's deer all over there that are showing resemblances to him. I was going to say, is there any deer that are coming up that you're like, "Mm, that's ghost? Like, that's that's ghost's offspring. Maybe, maybe not. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. but uh, those coordinates, we'll we'll get after those. Uh, I'll put those in the show notes. <laughs> you, you can just you can send the coordinates there and all all you want. You just put a pin where I'll where I need to be on November fifth on that board. Because <laughs> <laughs> if his pin's not on the board, he ain't getting on anyways. The pin November says 5th. DJ. Big uh, deer's gone. November fifth was terrible. I did it again this year. My my first week November was absolutely terrible. Well, the be- weather didn't help, but uh. Yeah, it was it was a rough season. I did RIPA. Ohio was tough. All right, I, okay, one one more question before we close out here. Going into November fifth this year, knowing Ghost was dead, t- tell us tell us what you're feeling that day. Like what what knowing he wasn't there was it had to be just a totally different mindset. Yeah, I wasn't expecting much because my cameras were stagnant as hell. Sure, so like, <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, I just. Wasn't, I wasn't expecting too much this year. It was kind of tough to go down there knowing my two big deer were gone. Yeah. I mean, that Big Ten I was after, too, he he vanished. And I don't know his story. I don't know whatever happened with him. Yeah. But uh, I just know he vanished, and that was it. I mean, we have some up-and-comers that we have a great, great three-year-old that has potential to to really blow into a giant. Nice. Good deal. Well, hey, man, I we appreciate it. And uh, just from hearing your stories, I'm going to guess that Aaron's probably going to have you on sometime again and probably going to be <laughs> the flip side of a success story. Hey, okay. I hope so. I'm a huge fan. I listen to it all the time when I'm Mountain Deer. So appreciate it, the- man. Yep. Well, thank you very much, Justin. You have a good rest of your evening. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much, man. All righty, man. I appreciate it. Have a good one, hey. man.